1: Ninety-seven 1 FM Talk. On demand audio. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Up
0: on a ridge. Ninety seven one FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. So I've been seeing a lot of people in the wake of these bank collapses say at, at so you should have trusted Bitcoin well, and so I wanted to have Swan Bitcoins Nico Moran on to talk about Bitcoin and I, I assume because you're with Swan or, uh, yeah Swan Bitcoin that you're gonna be in favor of Bitcoin so so I think we can get that out of the way right
2: Yeah I mean obviously like obviously like just to be... Fully transparent, obviously going to be biased towards Bitcoin. But I mean, look, the reality is that if you have your money in a bank, you're outsourcing the personal responsibility of the storage of your wealth to a third party. Um, And you could have you could have made the argument that that was necessary, um, you know, once upon a time. But now that we have the technology where if you write down, you know, a, a 12 word seed phrase consider it a password towards your Bitcoin, you don't have to trust another person But it does take, you know, it it is very daunting to a lot of people because it's completely under your control, meaning there is no 1-800 number to call if your funds are stolen or, you know, if, if you can't access your account. So it does take something that a lot of people are just not used to because they've been outsourcing that for a lot of their lives to banks.
0: And I, this is one of the reasons that I'm fascinated by crypto in general. And I, I do own a little bit of Bitcoin, not that I really know what I'm doing, but just because I I love the philosophy of it, like you're talking about, because it's not just investment. There, there's so much more to it. Um, but I think a lot of people have been scared about crypto because of the Sam Bankman Freed stuff, because people have obviously abused it. But my question for you is, Is all crypto created equal, or are some much more reliable than others?
2: Yeah, so there's Bitcoin, and then there's crypto. Um, Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that, because of the way that it was created, it has a monetary policy, it has rules, and those rules can't be changed. Um, Every other cryptocurrency, it's very similar to how fiat money works right there's a set of rules and those set of rules are changed by the people that are the most powerful in in that either you know if if it applies to fiat currencies it's society right in general and if it's those cryptocurrencies it's the founders right and they pick and choose and they change the monetary policy to benefit themselves while everybody else gets hurt The, the very unique part about bitcoin is the rules can't be changed by anyone, right? They're set in stone. The issuance rate is set in stone. You can't change it. And what that does is it makes the system equal for everybody, meaning if you are the president of a country, if you're a very powerful person, if you're a billionaire, you have to get in line like everybody else to buy that Bitcoin. There's no, there's no special deal for you. You're you're equal to everybody, right? And a lot of people don't like that, Uh, specifically governments, right? Governments love having the ability to create money for free that everyone else has to work for, right? They they can just print money, right? And Bitcoin, doesn't matter who you are, you have to mine Bitcoin, you have to earn Bitcoin, or you have to buy Bitcoin. There is no printer, right? And the other cryptocurrencies, uh, there's elements of what I was talking about, how you can change the rules, right? So Ethereum is the second most popular cryptocurrency right now, and the foundation of Ethereum controls it, right? So they can change the rules, they could move things around, all to benefit themselves, protect their wealth, and if you're the little guy, you could potentially get hurt by those changing of the rules, right? So I don't know if that makes sense. I know it's a little high level, a little bit technical, but Bitcoin, it's rules without rulers, everything else that's not the case
0: well and that's why you're here is to talk about this this weekend is because it is complicated i think most people have a very very surface level understanding of crypto and of bitcoin as i do uh, which is why i like having people like you want to come and explain these things i i do have a question you were hitting on this a little bit there's a lot of fear about governments and even the U.S. government creating digital currencies. Now, I don't know if that's exactly the same thing as we're talking about here, but is that something you can explain? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So th- I was mentioning it earlier, right? So governments get a tremendous amount, specifically the U.S. government, because the U.S. has the privilege of being the world's reserve currency. So it could print a tremendous amount of money without causing crazy inflation because other countries are holding the u.s dollar right so it's a very very unique privilege that the u.s has that being said the u.s government every single year has a deficit spending spends basically over a trillion dollars more than it collects in taxes every year and the the way that they're able to do that is because of the money printing now what people don't realize is that money printing is it's a wealth redistribution mechanism from the lower middle classes that don't have the means to save in assets to the very wealthy that do have the means to save in assets and more importantly to the government. So that being said, right, have to give that context.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, What central bank digital currencies are is an attempt by governments to be able to maintain that privilege of being able to create money for free, of being able to print money. They see Bitcoin, they see the writing on the wall, and they believe that if they introduce these central bank digital currencies, they'll be able to hold on to that. Now, the issue, though, is that central bank digital currencies don't solve the reason, as, don't solve the problem as to why people are choosing alternative currencies in the first place. And I always give the example of Nigeria because it's the most fascinating one. The Nigerian government ran, uh, ran a, a central bank digital currency called the e-Naira, right? The Nigerian people... Choose and chose not to adopt it. They chose to adopt alternatives. Now, why would you think that you say why would people choose not to use a state currency? And why would they want to use a non state uh, state owned currency? And the reason is simple. In Nigeria, they have double digit inflation. So when it comes to being able to put food on the table for your family, or choosing to use your state currency, a lot of people they choose, okay, let me put food on the table. Keep in mind, state currencies, because they're able to print them, they have inflation built in, meaning your purchasing power continues to decrease over time. And Bitcoin, that's the exact opposite. Bitcoin has a cap supply, so it's deflationary in nature. There's only 21 million Bitcoin. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. So if you look at Bitcoin's history, right? bitcoin continues to increase in purchasing power over time while the dollar and state currencies they continue to decrease in purchasing power over time so what governments are hoping to do to tie tie it back what governments are trying to do is that they're trying to maintain that privilege of being able to issue money for free with central bank digital currencies but i do not believe they're going to be successful because bitcoin's incentives are greater than anything they'll be able to provide.
0: Nico Moran is with Swan Bitcoin, super valuable information. I hope that we can talk to you again because we're going to run out of time here in a minute, but uh, this is really good stuff. Let me ask you this before we do run out of time. So whether it's a government doing this or it's an individual who's listening to us talk about this right now and going, man, the banking system, I mean, we all understand it's shaky. And then something happens and we all go, yeah, I knew this, but now I'm seeing it happen. If I'm wanting to invest in something that is more stable, my only concern as an investor and I'm just speaking personally here, is that I've seen Bitcoin's price fluctuate kind of wildly over the last couple of years. I think I got into it when it was and this is not much money, but a little bit when it was at, you know, 40,000 per Bitcoin and now it's at about 20,000 or thereabouts. Is that is that concerning so much that it's still fluctuating so much it hasn't found like a level ground yet
2: yeah absolutely i mean so the volatility is is always going to be there if you're you know if if you want bitcoin to go from 3000 to 69000 which is the latest run up right the volatility has to be there right there's going to be years that bitcoin is down 80% right but there's going to be years that bitcoin is up you know 500% right what i always recommend to people is Bitcoin is savings. It's not meant to be a speculation. You're not meant to trade it. Treat it as savings, right? And over time, those savings will benefit you. What I always tell people is that wait at least a cycle. A cycle is about four years, right? So those four years, you learn about Bitcoin. You learn about the advantages of living on a deflationary currency. You study what is money, right? And over time, you'll start to understand, right? and your life will radically change because a lot of people are living on an inflationary mindset. They constantly have to work harder and harder and harder and they're not able to be able to afford things. On a Bitcoin standard, life changes completely. You're living on a deflationary mindset, meaning life it's life gets cheaper because your purchasing power, your savings actually increase over time. And I know that sounds absolutely absurd, but look at Bitcoin's history, right? Went from zero dollars all the way to a, a, all the way to an all-time high of sixty-nine thousand dollars. I'm sure that in a couple years it will be very hot. It'll, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot higher, and the reason for that is simple: there's twenty-one million Bitcoin, and there's an infinite amount of U.S. dollars every single day. They create more and more.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean that that alone. Just fascinates me. My hope as a person who's been watching Bitcoin for a few years now is that we are starting to see a leveling, that the speculation has maybe gotten in the rearview mirror and we're seeing it kind of level out. But, you know, time will tell. Nico, I really appreciate your time. Hopefully we can have you back sometime. Do you want people finding you with uh, with Swan Bitcoin?
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You just search Nico Bitcoin. I'll, I'll pop up pretty quickly. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, and we'll have to do it again. Appreciate your time this weekend. This is Wiggins America. We will be right back.
1: Their faces gulped, their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat. He's riding hard to catch that herd, but he ain't caught him yet. Get more at 971talk.com.